Hello survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is season 5, it's episode 61, and in this edition we will be discussing the long-awaited latest offering of online RE multiplayer in our immediate reaction to Resident Evil REverse. My name is Sai, and joining me on the panel this week, killstreaks, delays and battle passes, oh my, it's Kelsey aka KDB. Hello. If you strike him down, he will become more Hunter Gamma than you can possibly imagine. It's Moist Owlet, aka James. Hello. And we're going to put him in a helmet covered in goggles to see if we can sneak him into the game. It's Fire Button Steve Valance. Oh, sick. Playable Steve. <laughs> Every episode of First Aid Spray is recorded live on our Discord server, so join now to hear the show early and unedited and to become part of our fantastic little community where we discuss life, the universe, and Resident Evil. You can find a link to the server as well as all of our social media profiles at our website, fasprepod.com. It's the support of our listeners that keeps First Aid Spray going, so why not check out our merchandise or our Patreon page? Tears begin at just $1 a month. Head over to patreon.com forward slash fasprepod pod for a full list and a chance to create bonus first day spray content housekeeping uh we have a brand new episode of now that's what i call survival horror which has recently dropped for our patreon supporters if you are a tyrant or a mastermind tier patron you can go check out the new episode which is all about resident evil 4 kelsey picked his top 10 tracks from the soundtrack and we had a very good time digging into a very different episode of the show it was uh, it was good indeed and yes, if you aren't a Patreon supporter, just $5 will get you early access to uh, episodes of Now That's What I Call Survival Horror, as well as our bonus episodes in general. Most recently, the Castlevania Symphony of the Night episode has come out for the public, so if you haven't checked that out, that is on your podcast feed and on YouTube, digging deeply into that classic video game. And also, in case you missed it, on our fourth anniversary, would you believe it, 28th of November, we dropped a First Aid Spray question and answer podcast with questions supplied by you, the listeners, and answered by the four of us here tonight, plus Sherwin, live and in person, which was really fun. Uh, episode seems to have gone down a treat. So, yes, if you are a big First Aid Spray fan, if you haven't listened to that yet, I highly recommend it. And also, while we're there, shout out to everyone at the end of the year uh, putting us, you know, posts up on Twitter and Instagram, being like, here's my Spotify wrapped. I love your podcast. Appreciate all of you very, very much. Uh, but that's us. Uh, Steve, would you like to take us into the Biohazard News? Uh, like the news this week, there is now new Japanese Resident Evil merchandise, including a first aid spray and first aid bed. Uh, what, what exactly are these? Air fresheners? <laughs> one of them is the first aid meds are an air freshener um it's one of those i don't know what you call them like just like an open bottle with the sticks that's <laughs> i don't know what the word is but yeah they make your room smell nice um <laughs> and the first aid spray is actually just an empty spray can with nothing in it so i, what? I, I guess you could yeah no. air diffuser uh, <laughs> air diffuser there you go thank you Steve. that's what they're called yeah you're right you're right just found, found some logic to my nonsense. Uh, but yes, the first aid spray has nothing in it. So you can put what you like in it, question mark, or just put it to one side. Um, they are available for... The first aid spray is 880 yen, and they are Japanese exclusive, which is about £5.30. Um, and the diffuser is 
you know, over triple that price. So it's about, you know, 15, 20 quid. Plus, however much it takes you to import these from Japan. Uh, James, quite famously, you've talked about how stupid and awful the merchandise for Resident Evil has been recently in terms of T-shirts that you can recreate and Photoshop in five minutes. <laughs> Shouldn't we be getting things like these? Yeah, like... a we we should we should be it's cool like we want something from the games to hold like yeah for sure like it, it and like they're so recognizable as well like from resident evil like you that you can't get in the gaming sphere you can't get confused like with any of the resident evil stuff of any totally. other game yeah like it's you know i saw um i saw speaking of like the merch that uh capcom released recently Someone, uh, I can't remember them right now. They're on my Twitter. I'll, I'll throw in a link later on. But um, they made this these amazing pieces of art um, of all the characters in Resident Evil. That I don't know what even the style is. It's it's kind of very similar to Berserk like style, um, mm. but not quite. It's its own unique. And it's like that is the mer- if it's going to be on a t shirt, something unique like that. They need to hire these people. Like they need to hire people instead of hiring graphics designers so just, who can just copy paste yeah just using renders that already yeah, exist really like, silly yeah, you're right like i i do like you know i've had a lot of people come to me and say you know they they you know that they want this and that from the game and they have to go to etsy for that you know they have to mm-hmm. go to like somewhere where it's not you know someone's unofficially made it and that can always be a little bit of a minefield um as well like there are people who want to buy these things so capcom please get on absolutely you know i mean it's it's hard not to see something like you can buy a first aid spray can even if it's empty i'm kind of like i should probably own one just you know branding and everything it feels <laughs> yeah. a little bit weird that i don't have one steve if they made these available surely you'd be tempted yeah definitely it, it always kind of annoyed me that there's like japanese exclusive restaurants and uh, um energy drink connoisseur that I am there was the T-Virus <laughs> antidote you know and various other bits of cool merch that never makes it overseas so I would love like a first aid spray or a first aid med thing to just like you know put on a shelf and go look at that <laughs> useless useless in an emergency but still looks kind of neat yeah um, absolutely in the meantime we've got the like the RE board game the figures and I suppose airsoft guns <laughs> it's, it's a little bit limited in terms of what we can actually get over here and kind of cool like bits of like knickknacks and merch mm. uh, it's a shame. I, uh, I actually had one of those T-virus antidote things by the way I did come across one in the wild and they're just so like basically a company just fills loads of cans with the same drink and slaps a different thing on it I'm pretty sure because I had a Ghostbusters one, a Gears of War one a Mega Man one, a Resident Evil one they all tasted exactly the same but <laughs> I did keep the empty can for a while just because I was like, look, a Resident Evil thing that's not just a boring t-shirt. There you go. (laughs) Kelsey, any thoughts on the state of Resident Evil merch? (laughs) (laughs) I got loads of thoughts. I won't rant, though. Uh, All I'll say is we moved house this year and the first room that we decorated was the downstairs toilet and I thought it was complete, but now I've seen that diffuser, I know that there's something missing from the toilet. So... (laughs) There you go. I'd like to have one. Japanese Japanese import here you come. Yes, please. Um, can I can I add on the 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 sweet merch I found earlier? Yeah. Uh, the the so there is an artist and a website called hungerclub.co.uk. Go check it out cuz the artwork they have on these oh they're so good and they deserve your money. I I want one of these t-shirts. Oh yeah. Nice. Cool. 
Well, that is indeed uh, the light news for this week, which is... Uh, Good podcast, everybody. It's been fun. <laughs> indeed. Leaves us with uh, the main subject for this episode, which is, of course, Resident Evil Reverse. And now, reading the file, A Maid's Diary from Resident Evil Village, Zoe Truen, who you can follow on Twitter, at Zoe Truen. June 9th, 1958. It was my first day working at the castle today. I was most shocked to see the masters of the house were all women. The mistress and her daughters were very adamant that they wouldn't bite. It was quite peculiar. June 23rd, 1958. It's been two weeks since I started working at the castle, and I'm a little... afraid. Another maid, Adela, made a mistake and Miss Daniela slashed her face with a knife. And at night, I can hear wailing, as if ghosts roam the halls. I want to go home. July 8th, 1958. I don't know what to do. The young ladies were complaining it was too hot and stuffy during dinner, so I opened the window just a crack. Shut it! Shut it now! They all shrieked at me in unison. I fear I may be taken down into the cellar, never to be seen of again. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So, we have arrived at another long-awaited Resident Evil release, question mark? (laughs) Um, uh, To give this some really specific context talking about the Q&A episode that we did a little while ago uh, Kelsey you brought up the fact that when you joined First Aid Spray officially we were going to announce you joining the team on the Reverse episode you know the Reverse episode that was going to come out immediately following Resident Evil Village Mm -hmm. but then never (laughs) happened and here we are a year and a half or so later Reverse obviously Originally meant to drop at the same time as Resident Evil Village. You you know you get your code with your game, you put it in, off you go. Uh, but no, instead of May 2021, it has arrived October 28th, 2022, along with Village's DLC. And we've had a couple of updates um, in the last month and a bit. Um, and we'll probably get onto that. And we'll cover the updates as they go along in our news segments from now onwards, I suppose. But uh, before we actually get into the game as it stands now, let's dial back the clock a little bit to... April or whatever it was of 2021 when we had the public beta to sort of get everybody's actual first takes on the game, first hands-on experiences with the public beta. Um, Steve, how did you find your first experiences with Reverse um, a year and a half or so ago now? I think we went over this, didn't we? I was like one of the few that didn't get a chance to play it till time. Am I going crazy? I remember watching people play it, but I never had a chance to have hands-on myself. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, no, not to be a party pooper straight out of the gate, but yeah, I was one of those that missed the uh, the initial boat. Well, even, uh, that, even that being said, you not having played it, you know, what was your interest level from watching other people play it and seeing the you know the general community reaction? I guess <sighs> to put a finer word on it, probably tepid. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not against competitive third person shooters. Heck, I can. In, I'm in danger of being potentially good at them sometimes. But uh, in this case, like didn't really grasp me like it wasn't until we all started talking about it out of podcasts and we were doing like the q 
Q&A stuff, the, uh, what do we call it, the wishlist stuff, that really have got me in any way truly warming up to the idea of the game. Mm. Like, you know, someone says, oh yeah, players, iconic Resident Evil characters. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm interested. And you're just killing each other. I, I, I was, yeah, I was turned off from the get-go from the second that was uttered. Fair, that's fair. Um, James, what was your reaction to our reverse back into Deer? Oh, man. It was very lukewarm because I wasn't interested. It Just looking at it immediately, it didn't look that interesting to me. Um, I'm not really... A, I, I, I didn't know what they were doing. I think that was, like, the mm. biggest thing that kind of took me about it. Um, you know, like, I couldn't explain this game back when it came out to somebody. I think that's quite important. You know, I, I do like explaining and trying to sell games to people. Like, and, like, I couldn't do that with Reverse because it just wasn't that interesting, you know, um, <laughs> for me. Um, I and I also remember playing the beta and, yeah, I... Um, <laughs> I, I I got into a couple of games and I was like, oh, this is it. Okay, well, that's that's yeah, that's it really. And then I just I just booked it. And then you know we'll talk about it later on. But then like the trailer came out for the most recent one, and I'll go into more of that later. But my opinion changed at that point. Right. Okay. Um, I was sort of on the other side of it. Really, I was quite interested. It was it, it was a weird ride certainly because they showed the sort of like main cover art if you like splash image as resident evil's 25th anniversary before they went it's actually the image for a game which was a little weird um and there was a lot obviously there was a lot of pushback um but sort of playing the beta and looking at it as a little taste of what's to come it was kind of like well this could actually be interesting as steve as you said you know iconic characters and locations sure the sort of pvp third-person shooter is a little bit like, well, it's kind of basic. But it did have its own little wrinkles to it that made it interesting for me, you know, dying and coming back as a BOW and the revenge system. And Yeah, playing the beta, I was actually pretty interested to see what it would become. Um, and then, obviously, it didn't come at release. And since then, sort of that excitement gets replaced with steadily more worries and lots of jokes about how it's never going to come out. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get to the actual final state of the game. Kelsey, you were also quite optimistic about REverse. Yeah, I, I love the beta. Um, I remember when they sh- showed the very first trailer, and like most people, I thought, oh, this kind of looks like a mobile game and not yeah. not very high quality, and what is this? This is confusing. But it was still kind of not clear what it was, like James said. And then, But then when I played the beta, I remember uh, well, there, there was maybe like a week of it or a few days or something, now, I, I played that beta more than I've played any beta for any game in my life. Um, I It was obvious at the time that it needed polish, and it was a beta, but I just remember it being addictive and me wanting to keep playing, and I think some of the other folks from the server were playing as well. And there was a lot of hatred from the community, but I just couldn't really get on board with it. I was like, hang on, no, 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 this, this is fun, and I can see what they're kind of trying to do. It felt fresh and i'll get onto more gameplay thoughts in a bit but yeah the time the beta was like okay yeah then it needs some work and it's lacking in modes and content and stuff but surely that will come in the future um and then yeah it was just a long long wait for the launch but i have positive memories of the beta i was like you know championing 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 the game since it really Mm. Mm. and we tried to 
in general with our content sort of you know shine a bit of a light on it get a bit optimistic about it and sort of fire the flag a little bit because what if it's really good um it would be cool for us to be able to cover that kind of thing and obviously um somewhat famously i guess our discord server had a really good time with resistance all of the issues with that game aside it became a little bit of a gathering point for people to play online even when it was not as good <laughs> as other games in the genre or you know when it got a little bit abandoned and a lack of updates it was still somewhere for people to go and it was kind of like you know our reverse could be you know even if it's average it's still a good place to go and hang out potentially um so we're going to get into whether or not we think that's the case um let's yeah there's no story to get into obviously so we'll just dive right into gameplay um touched on Reverse being a competitive third-person shooter with its own few interesting mechanics, you know, being that you pick a classic Resident Evil character from uh, about six or so at launch, um, and when you die, you'll come back as a B.O.W., and the B.O.W. that you come back on depends on how many sort of virus capsules you pick up before your death. And also, uh, there's the revenge mechanic, which makes it stand out a little bit in that you'll get more points for killing the player that previously killed you. Um, I think that's pretty much what... They were the selling points, I think, other than, you know, recognisable characters and stuff like that. Um, so let's look at positives, I think, before we get into really pulling it apart. Uh, James, what are the positives of RE versus finished release in your eyes? Oh, why did you have to start with me? Because oh, <laughs> you're the happy one. Oh, not this week. Um... <laughs> Um, what are the positives about this game? <laughs> right, it's like it's someone else. I've got plenty of positives to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kels, you go ahead. And I'll okay, Which, it might it might spark some thoughts for you, James. Obviously, feel free to jump in and stuff. Um, because yeah, I I'm glad you said that side because you definitely need to split gameplay. I think into into the gameplay, which I think there's lots of fun stuff to say, and then issues with the the gameplay which is kind of mm. i feel like is separate because i believe no matter how i feel right now and how i feel at the end of this podcast the core gameplay without the issues that i'll get to um is great and fun uh, it's pick up and play and i think that whole revenge system was kind of yeah just kind of brilliant for a selling point for that mode um it's easy to get you know you collect the vials and the more you get you become a better bow it feels almost like a child could play the game it's so easy to pick up and play it's this classic it's a like a classic arena shooter like mm. closer to something like halo you know with that sort of pace not something like cod and fortnite these modern shooters that you get today and I mentioned it before, you know, it has a scoring system, which is like Mario Kart. You can be in last place and 30 seconds later, you're in the top three. Um, so this, at, I wish there was more gameplay modes to talk about, but there's not. Because that core gameplay, the gameplay loop of the revenge match, the revenge death match, I maintain is really, really good. Um, and I'm not going to get into issues now. I want to give other people another chance because I do have issues and I'm going to probably rant. But yeah, it's, we'll get it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I want to, I just want to underline kind of anything I say forward with that, that that potential could have been expanded on because I think at the root of this game, it was something that I hadn't seen in a shooter for a long time. I, mm -hmm. you know, like Steve said, I, 
play other shooters, um, can be quite good at them. I know every, other people know I'm a big fan of Gears of War and I do play Halo. I've been playing Halo Infinite again very regularly, which is also still a really good game. And this just feels more like a bit of a, yeah, a classic arena shooter. And I was like, hang on, I could see myself playing this loads and loads and loads with a bit of polish and tuning, uh, which I didn't really get. But yeah, so just to wrap that point up, I think core gameplay, there are positives in there. I, yeah, you know, I wanted to get into, say, you know, those concepts because I think the concepts are good. I agree. Um you know the virus capsules there's some issues with them certainly and it is really basic but it is nice to have something to sort of monitor as you play instead of just spawn shoot as many dudes as possible die yes of course that's a big part of it but also it's moving around the environment you're sort of um i don't know you need to move around the environment you can't necessarily i guess you could spawn camp but you're better off moving around pick up the virus capsules because you'll come back as a bow because that's an important aspect and you'll probably get a lot more kills as a monster potentially than as a, a sort of hero character um in terms of the game feel i agree to somewhat what i've got in my notes is sort of the chaos of it reminds me of something like unreal tournament rather than uh, Halo, but I certainly see where you're coming from. Yep. And you're right; it's not like precision or t- twitch shooter stuff. It, it it feels kind of old school in that way to me as well. Um, but yes, uh, issues is next certainly. Uh, Steve, what do you think of the core concepts? What do you think about you know what are the positives of our reverse? I had to sit down and really think about this, and I, I've basically got two main underlined positives for this. I'm not even sure if they could be considered positives overall. The first is that most of the maps aren't symmetrical, which in a modern day and age game, that is surprising. Like, I mean, that, that's the beauty of this being a free-for-all focused thing, really, but the, there is there's come a point where now playing most first-person shooter maps there in some way or another, symmetrical, and it gets irritating. Whereas, don't get me wrong, there's not much variety to them, especially with the, uh, the RPD and Baker House, but there's enough unique identity to to make them a bit more than just the same uh, half of the map twice. Yeah. And the village map obviously is a bit more interesting in that regard. Uh, and the other thing is playing as a BOW besides Fat Molded is actually reasonably fun. I think they got that, that part of the gameplay loop okay. How to get there and how overpowered or busted some of them are, mm. that's a different story. But playing as a BOW in and of itself is all right. Like, unless you're a fat molded, which unfortunately is the one you most like to be if you can't find the virus capsules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the other thing I guess I didn't mention is, you know, um, it's not just skins. You know, everybody has, both human and BOW characters have their own abilities and stuff that they do. So all the hero characters have a couple of different things. You know, Jill's got the hot dogger, um, Leon can dual wield, Chris has the super you know, punch thing from RE7's DLC and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's fun because characters have a little bit of, well, character to them. And yeah, playing as BOWs is great because, you know, Tyrant has running around dragging your claw on the floor trying to impale people. And Jack Baker has, welcome to the family, son. Whereas if you get hit in the face with his punch, it goes into first person mode if you're the uh, the unfortunate victim. Nice little touch. Yep. Like fun stuff like that is is, is fun, certainly. Uh, James, any have you got uh, scrounged up any positives? <laughs> I have two. Okay, cool. I've always said since the since the beta, I've always said that I enjoyed the match speed. Um, yeah. I actually said prior to this game coming out that I would really like a fast paced online um, 
game of some kind, um, something that someone could get a couple matches in during a break at work or something. Um, mm. I like that. Uh, as someone who has played almost exclusively for my entire life, um, you know, games where you're in the game for about 45 minutes and you're kind of trapped in there. You can't come out um, for <laughs> for risk of getting punished. Um, you know, such as League of Legends or Warrock or some other game, you know, that has a huge map. PUBG, for instance. Yeah. Um, they're all very long games. Um, so it was nice to have a quick game that you could just drop into. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. Um then there's uh, the accessibility of the crossplay. Yes. Um, now, when I heard crossplay, it can either be a disaster, um, and this game had half a disaster happen with crossplay, but to set up crossplay and sort it all out, you've got a couple of options. Um, you can either add, add each other on the Capcom ID site. Um, or you can just, you know, you can just enter somebody else's game and add as a friend. And I thought that was that in terms of accessibility and in terms of crossplay. So I'm gonna, um, mm. I'm gonna compare it to Aliens Fireteam a second, which um, its crossplay features are cool, but they're not super accessible. You basically, it tends to work like quite well on PC um, in terms of adding people. Um, you have to basically give the other person a code and then they add you and then you're friends forever and you can go into games whenever you want. Um, which is what this game should have had. But it didn't. Um, <laughs> I, you know, you said earlier on you're the happy one. And <laughs> it's, you don't realize how much it's taking me to bite my tongue not to go <laughs> further into why these also had problems. Um, well, but we'll go into well, that. <laughs> with that is certainly right up next. Um, but I will echo that sentiment. I think that having crossplay in this game was kind of the pie in the sky dream that we all had. Mm -hmm. Like this, you know, that seemed highly unlikely in a way because, you know, again, using it as an example, Resistance never got it, um, and it is an offshoot of a franchise it was just kind of like this little extra piece developed by another group so it was kind of like i highly doubted personally that it was ever going to happen so when they revealed that it was like a beam of light like oh my god this game ac might actually be something not only is it actually alive after all these months of us not knowing what was going on with it it has crossplay it almost seems like they might be taking this seriously and i yeah i agree it's really easy to set up Crossplay, have we not had any issues? Unlike other games where we've tried to play together, um, which sometimes has been a bit difficult, I found our games playing with people was really easy. That makes me very low key furious, as we're going to probably come, come down to the actual core gameplay of this. If they'd had crossplay, for example, available for Resistance, another RE Engine game, I imagine that would have had a lot more legs than even this is this currently has. Oh, totally. Um, not, not to you know go completely cart before the horse. But the, the, the fact that, yes, that they got crossplay, but I'd argue it was on the wrong title of the two. Mm. Yes, I, I would agree with that um, because the, the sort of important caveat, now we really start to rip the band aid off here. Uh, crossplay's really cool. There's nothing in the game to play, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cool, I've got, I've got crossplay for 
two bits of bread with butter on. Where's the rest of it? You know, like, it's nothing here. Like, so I don't quite understand that decision at all. And James, before we started recording, hit us with the stats. You just looked at the, the Steam sort of stats yeah. Ferrari-verse at the moment, and it's it's a shambles. I'm, uh, I'm going to refresh uh, this page. It's not going to take long. Uh, yeah, it hasn't changed. Um, there are only 38 people that are playing this game on Steam at the moment. That's on Steam. Um, you know, so I don't know what the numbers are like on console. Other platforms are available. <laughs> um, it's um, not even been six weeks, by the no. way. Yeah, like, I mean, to put this in comparison, right? Again, I'm going to mention Aliens Fighting because that's the only other game that's kind of team-based that has cross-play and has successfully done it. Um, so Aliens Fireteam had a uh, just over 10,000 concurrent player um, score in its first month, and it was consistent during that first month. It would, like, go from 8 to 10, 8 to 10, 8 to 10. Um, yeah. And now we've gone all the way back down because kind of content's dried out. We've gone down to about 400, 500 people. But they implemented crossplay recently. Before crossplay, we had 150, 200, 200 people playing on Steam. Only Steam, that is, guys. Right, so there's way more on console. Um, yeah, I just think, man, it's such a, uh, I'm not going to swear. It's, it's disappointing. Yeah. Like, so disappointing. And Steve hit the nail on the head earlier on. Like, if you had, I wasn't too interested in Resistance because it took me ages to find maps. And when I got into a game, it, it was just a mess of a game whenever I played. It was always a mess. I mean, I granted, I'd play at the beginning. Imagine if I had cross-play. We could have played with so many people. Right, but this game is half-assed cross-play. Like, it's, it's, you can't play with your friends, really. You can go into... I'll tell you what it is. They'll have been doing cross-play research for our, um, Street Fighter Six, and they figured out how to do it with the RE engine pretty easily or something, mm. and they could just tack it on. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and because it's, it's, I, I just, it's really strange to that point, James. You can cross-play in this game, but you can't go into matchmaking with friends, yeah. which is the most like obvious multiplayer thing. And that was, and you know, a thing in Resistance. There is a but caveat. You can't do an Ariverse. There is if a caveat to that. Friends, just say it's only because it's a deathmatch mode. If there was a team mode and it was still the same, then it would be an issue. So the reason, obviously, you can't cross-play and set up a squad and go into a deathmatch is because people will cheat. You will squad up. You will not kill each other, and you'll just kill everybody else. So that's that's I I understand that it's still terrible crossplay because there's ter- there's no other modes, so you can't crossplay. Yeah, well, <laughs> so right, exactly pointless. that. Then, then but yeah, then that's I, it the real makes issue, sense isn't it? Yeah. that you can't crossplay in a deathmatch mode. It's, you can't do that in any game, as far as I'm aware. It's the biggest the, the and the biggest thing for me is that I know crossplay is not cheap. Like mm. it's not a cheap thing to implement. No. Yeah. Right. But Capcom, Cap, Capcom, Capcom have implemented this, and you literally can't do anything with it. Like it's it's yep. a pointless feature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's uh it, you just need it as you said, Kells. Like I understand the whole cheating thing. I don't think it would be as rife as you think. Um, but I do think that you know if they ever did it, but they're not gonna now. But if they ever did, or I ever thought about it. Having a duos, having a flex mode, having yeah. a, a team mode, right, would yeah, have been be perfect. perfect. Yep. Yep. That's the real problem, isn't it? Is you can't match make with friends because, and I totally see what you're saying, because of reasons like that. 
it can't be that much work to be like, okay, well, in that case, there's a red team, a blue team, yeah. and a green team go nuts or whatever. You know, it's like that seems like I don't, I'm not a designer or a developer, so I don't know, but that seems like less work than actually implementing crossplay to me. But there you go. Um, yeah, the, this game is one one mode amongst all the other issues that we're going to have with content. The fact that this is just uh, six free, six person free for all, non friends matchmaking. Mm-hmm is just mind-boggling, to be quite honest. In, in the past hour, less people have played this game than we have episodes in First Dates Brave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Steve, what are the most sort of prevailing, frustrating, disappointing issues with Reverse for you, sort of in terms of the gameplay? In terms of gameplay, uh, shall we just get the big elephant in the room and stun lock it to death? Like, <laughs> I, I appreciate that they've got all these fancy schmancy animations, and you can even dive roll in this game to avoid damage, theoretically. But if you're stun locked in any way, shape, or form in the middle of a firefight, you're dead. Mm. And the fact that that's a guaranteed death frustrates me. It's not even something cool like you've been sniped from the other side of a map by like Ada powered up with a crossbow. No, you've just been knocked over by a gamma one too many times and you can't get back up until you're pummeled to death. Yeah. And it's never a satisfying experience like to just basically be corralled into a corner and smashed while you can't do anything. It's, it's I don't know how to describe it other than just frustrating, an exercise of being kicked while you're down and you can't do anything about it. Mm. Yeah. The human players I find are quite fragile, which obviously helps the sort of like speedy nature of the game. You know, you die quickly, you respawn quickly. But yeah, you get knocked down, you're down. It takes a couple more hits, that's it, it's over. It really does not take much to take you out. So the fact that there is stun lock pretty much means the first hit you take, if it's from, say, a Hunter Gamma, the stun locking champion of the world, you're boned immediately if you get caught in that mm-hmm. tail swipe. It's, it's all over. So yeah, that is... A huge issue, which I unfortunately would doubt that is going to get fixed, to be quite honest. It's intrinsical to the actual game, and as a result, really drags it down for me. Like, I know for a fact that if I'm playing as a gamma, like you said, and I can get into a huddle where some play people are fighting and sneaking from behind, I get one hit in, I'm guaranteed pretty much at least someone's dead. Mm -hmm. It isn't me. And that feels broken. That feels unfair that you can get one, one hit, touch of death. And it's not even like a fast death, it's a slow crawl. Yeah. That is, uh, there's that for me, and the other sort of thing in the craw is the kill stealing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing, there's no assist points uh, for working people's play- players' health down. As you say, it takes a couple shots to take them down. If somebody gets that last shot in, then, well, you're boned, I guess. And with mm. the point scores sort of like... With the game being short and the points sort of being a bit chaotic, it actually works out to its negative. I thought that was going to be a fun part of it, but it's kind of not because, yeah, so many times you just get screwed over. I haven't played this game much at all, to be quite honest, but I don't feel like if I played it for a long time, I would know if I was improving or not because nonsense like stun lock and kill stealing, it makes the chaos not fun. It don't, I don't feel like I'm actually achieving anything. I don't know if that's just me. No, you're you're fair in saying that. You're fair in saying because the game has no, it it doesn't reward you in any way. Mm. <laughs> the entire game. If you don't get the kill, you are literally just meat. Your cannon fodder. Even if you win scores. a game, you don't get anything. Like, you know, I I I played this game for four hours. I got eleven out of twelve achievements. 
And it's not because <laughs> I'm good at video gaming. Yeah. Right? It's because I wanted to give the game a good shake, and I did for four hours. The only achievement I didn't get was like the silly one where you have to become, you have to be first with every character or something mm. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, there's so much this, I, and, you know, I, I say it a lot, but the potential of this game was there. Like, I can see, as, as I was playing this game, I can see where they were going on the whiteboard. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, we've got this really cool idea. It's a revenge system. People love revenge system right now. You know, Shadow of Mordor, you know, etc. Like, we're mm. going to put it into a multiplayer game. It's going to be cool. Um, how about we put an RNG aspect to to the monsters? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. No, it was not a good idea. <laughs> right? How not about... to mention the RNG of where you spawn, you know. Oh, look, I'm next to some virus capsules. Good for me. <laughs> right. Or not. Yeah. yeah. How, how about like we create a situation where all the monsters do is become a monster ball. So you're in one one room, right? And it's just a bunch of mon- monsters hitting each other. That's it. It's complete RNG who wins that, by the way. Like there is no <laughs> skill to that. Like you'll see it all the time. You go into a match, you just see like three or four monsters just wailing on each other. Don't, I don't know who's going to win. Like it's just, it's all Mike Tyson punching each other. Like I've I've literally exploded as a fat molded and taken out like a tyrant. I don't know yeah, how that happened. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like I don't. I it wasn't because of skill. Mm. Um, nothing mesh meshes, but it has the potential there. But nothing sticks. Mm. Uh, Kelsey, gameplay negatives. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna come out come at this from a different angle. Um, there are, aside from the general polish, no assist points you've mentioned, that's a big issue. Stun locks is a big issue. Balancing is a big issue. Like some characters, you know, humans and BOWs are just completely overpowered. So balancing is an issue. I agree with everything that's been said. All that being said, weirdly, these issues <laughs> don't stop you from winning, <laughs> kind of like James has said. So. You, the score system is so weirdly varied that even when you're getting stun locked, you can still end up finishing in first place. Now, I've, been, I've played this game a lot. I've played it for nearly 30 hours. And I've been thinking about the stun lock in particular. And I feel like if it, this game could have almost been fixed if they just amped up the arcade feel of it. Because what they've done with the stun, stun lock... I don't want to say realism, but, you know, this getting knocked over that you mentioned, Sai, lose that. That that shouldn't ever happen unless it's like mm. a special weapon like a shot grenade or a flash grenade. All it should mm. just be is a battle of HP, HP depletion. And the problem is you get whipped and tripped over and there's no chance of recovery, like you said. So the battle is lost. There's no battling your opponent. It's, it's who gets there first kind of thing. Um, however, you die... And then you get to chase them as a BOW. <coughs> so you sort of get this you get this second chance, which for me is the reason why I guess I've played it for so many hours. Because you sort of if you learn to play to the game's quirks, it's really playable, despite how broken it is. <laughs> and stunlocks shouldn't be in it. The characters are unbalanced, the fat fat molded probably shouldn't be able to stun lock a tyrant or jack you know like james said you shouldn't shouldn't be able to kill a tyrant with a fat molded so the um, the balancing is all over the place um and i was trying to figure out why has this game hooked me why is it so addictive and i think it's because 
if you realize that you don't have to get stressed and angry when you get stun locked because there's actually a very good chance you can just you can get up and kill the person that killed you then it's kind of fun and <laughs> this game exists in this weird place where it's so broken but it's not broken to the point where it's unplayable because I've played it for many hours so mm. I don't know what to think and I'm very angry at the game I'm angry at this game for some other stuff, which we'll talk about a bit more, rather yeah. than the gameplay. As annoying as some yeah. of those gameplay issues are, the lack of oh, let me just, modes... Let me just throw a hypothetical yeah, yeah, sure. else, right? You've just spawned, yeah. right? You've just had a, a full round of being a human and being a BOW, and now you see the same person again as a human. They one-shot you before you get a vial, and you're a molded again. Like, going through the cycle of becoming a fat-molded human, fat-molded human, fat-molded human, it... it, it Dex your morale. Like if yeah, you yeah. if you can't get any vials, you have just you're gonna have a poor time. No, I, I completely get it, and I think we've mentioned the spawning places and stuff. And that whereas this get something like Call of Duty is spawn, go for the kill, spawn, go for the kill. Here, when you play this game, or when I play this game, it's spawn. Just focus on the vials. Let's just find two vials, roll out the way, and mm -hmm. you know ignore the other players. So there is a method to it. Unfortunately, the game is unbalanced in other ways that makes it difficult to kind of play it properly. Before I tear it apart even more, I just wanted to say that that, that sort of nugget of gameplay is a gold nugget to me because I kept playing it and kept playing it. And it's a shame because all of that is kind of goes out the window with the lack of modes and maps and characters. Yes, um, which that is. I guess we're going to move on to. The gameplay, I completely disagree. The gameplay of this game is bad. I played it on keyboard and mouse, um, and it might be different on controller, I don't know. Um, oh, I've heard it's terrible on keyboard and mouse, actually. Yeah, I've heard. I, I, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, yeah, I've heard it's, a lot of it's like trying to move a bus, <laughs> like, with with my WASD key, and it's a shooter. Like, yeah. it's, that's, you know, and yeah, you know, people will decry and they'll say, oh, typical PC. No, man, it should be the same for everybody. Everybody should be getting the same movement. It should be, it should be seamless for everybody. Right. And uh, I, I, maybe that was, they did that de deliberately to try yeah. and add some more, to, to add some balance, but it doesn't, it makes it not fun. And no, that's I think why there's only th 38 the, people playing. Yeah, I think this you know, is the Steam. first game where a shooter where the console players have an advantage over PC because of that reason James is saying. Yeah, like you're... So, <laughs> I could just be running, right? I, this happened in so many different uh, so many different occasions. I could just be running and I'll hit like a... I'll hit like a corner or something. Suddenly my character does a, does a little hiccup and I have to turn around. Then I have a tyrant in my face. I get punched, I'm dead, Right? Because my character gets hooked, hooked, hooked up on stuff that I'm trying to turn around. He goes a little bit too far, you know. Mm, yeah. So there's the movement is really bad. Um, we've already spoken about, it, but the staggering is awful. Um, I, you know, I love playing with everybody in fast, but I, I'm sure you guys could tell that I just wasn't having fun playing this game with friends. It mm. just, I was just meat on a hook. Like I was just, <laughs> I was just existing in this game. Um, while you folks were trying to have fun, um, where I mean, in Kelsey's turn, you were having fun, but like, I just can't see the fun in this game, and I'll get more into it later because I want to talk about, um, because I think out, out of all of us, I have the most esports kind of experience. Mm -hmm. I've been in my own semi professional esports team, we've won tournaments, 
Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit later um, because this game, even though it tries to not take itself seriously, it also does take itself seriously. Like What a tease. Um, James is now rebranding as FaZe Redfield. Um, <laughs> again, I'm not good at video games. I'm just, I think I'm a good strategist, right? Mm. And like this game tries to do that. Um, but because the RNG aspects of it, and again, me saying like the thing's not sticking earlier on, right? It doesn't, it can't have that competitiveness. It can't. Which I think is, again, is why I would have respected them more if the crossplay. Right, was actually a free for all crossplay because then it would would have been like, oh, this is actually just this is just a joke game, and I'm completely down with mm. you know just rolling some heads like in matchmake. Like I, it, it's but they didn't. They're trying to take it seriously by adding certain things, which I'll go into later on in conclusion and before that. Mm. And now, reading the file, research assistance logs from Resident Evil Three 2020. Daniel G. Holmes, who you can find on Casting Call Club at Cast Your Lines. March 4th. Water temp, 18 degrees Celsius. pH, 6.8. Gamma's released from tank for the first time. Movement sluggish. Combat potential low. April 18th. Water temp, 20 degrees Celsius. pH, 6.8. Experimented with additional hormones and drugs. One adjustment bore positive results with a significant rise in combat potential. Specimen is now able to move quickly and swallow prey whole. June 30th, water temp, 22 degrees Celsius, pH 6.2. Umbrella has officially shut down gamma research. We managed to smuggle some specimens with especially high potential from the lab before disposal. Dr. Logan Carlyle is more committed than ever to perfecting the gamma line. August 14th, water temp, 25 degrees Celsius, pH 5.8. Two weeks since relocating to the sewers. Increased temperatures have led to a decrease in water quality, but specimens appear fine despite my concerns. Gammas quickly learned the layout of the sewers and within two days were exploring the entire underground of Raccoon City. All specimens are familiar with and friendly towards us, but I have procured high-powered weaponry as a safeguard in the event that they become uncontrollable. September 1st. Water temp, 23 degrees Celsius. pH, 6.1. We were lucky to secure this space by bribing the sewage department chief, but it's beginning to feel cramped due to the gamma's continued growth. We should begin to consider other possible arrangements. September 9. Water temp, 21 degrees Celsius pH 6.1. A water treatment worker found his way into the lab, but the gammas promptly eliminated him. This proves their viability for field use. I'll reach out to Umbrella's European branch tomorrow. Perhaps they will see the light. Well, uh, Kelsey, um, I think you're alluding to what is my biggest issue with this game um, and what has immediately soured my mood when it came out um which has basically just got worse and worse about it to be quite honest mm -hmm. which is the complete lack of well anything in this entire game content is even too strong of a word in fact um as we said there is one game mode um but that's uh i think maps being the best place to start really says it all the game launches with two maps 
That's one more map than was in the beta a year and a half ago. Now, obviously, we don't know for how long the team was working on this game during that year and a half. We know Neobards is off to work on a Silent Hill game next. Congratulations to them. Who knows when or what what was being made with this game when it got finished off and if Capcom had just been holding on to it. We don't know. It doesn't matter, though, to me. That is unforgivable that this launches with two maps um, and we see the next map available in uh, the update sort of uh, in, the, in, the, in the trailer we were like oh there's, there's the village okay that's your first update map um, and we've got a, a road map of the first few updates of the game and there's no more maps on there now so there's three maps in the game and that is probably the way that it's going to stay so I'm going to make a bet we all talked about how the Spencer Mansion is the bare minimum this game should have. If the Spencer Mansion actually comes to our reverse, I don't know, I'll do a 12-hour Resident Evil marathon stream <laughs> or something. Because I categorically believe that is not happening. This is probably it, your three maps. And if you get anything else, it's RE Engine crap. Like, you're not going to get any fun throwback stuff. You're not going to get Spencer Mansion. I'm heated already. We haven't even got to the good stuff yet. This is... <laughs> What a huge disappointment. Um, Steve, I agree with you in the terms of the maps are actually kind of nice and kind of fun. But <laughs> I, can't, I can't sit by and say, uh, yeah, this is the right, correct amount of maps. Definitely. It should have launched with the one from oh, the beta yeah. and one other. Steve, how do you feel about the the, the maps themselves and, and the lack the, 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 the veritable palated, like, tr um, what's the word, uh, feast that Reverse <laughs> came with to launch? Yeah. Uh, it's dire. It's unbelievably dire. Like, you know, uh, Versus Mode in RE5 was an optional DLC add-on. Versus Mode in RE6 was an optional DLC add-on. And they had more modes, more maps, mm. more characters. Mm -hmm. You know, this is one mode, six characters, two maps. That is, this is, you know, they marked it as a, a celebratory game. It's not. It's a mode that was going to be attached to Village and is removed, so it's not going to damage its meta score. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's, that, that's probably a little bit tinfoil hatty, but th th if they had such li little confidence in this product in the first place, they really should have gone back to the drawing board. And whoever okayed this as a acceptable launch thing for this this game at launch needs a head check in. Like I don't know how else to put it. Uh, not to get too uh, incensed, but there is looking at a minefield, or it's like, no, what's the word? Yeah, Titanic of the iceberg. The captain can see the iceberg and is going straight for it anyway. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, it's it's a shame because the maps that we do have are actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like I love, hmm. I really like what they did with the RPD and the way they sort of torn certain parts up, and so you can see through certain walls and there's new doorways and stuff to move around. That's yeah. re that's really cool. We knew that was solid from the beginning. I really like the Baker House in that sort of like googly-eyed RE fan, I'll look at it kind of way, because it's nice to see it with some light on it from a new perspective. It's got a really fun energy to it. You talked about sort of asymmetrical, and it is. It's somewhere in between, isn't it? Because you've got like the old house and the actual Baker house on either end of the sort of garden area. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, but the insides are different. Yeah, exactly. But they are they are different. I, I think it's a really solid map. I just... It's, it's like, where's the rest of them, you know? Yeah, it, it frustrates me, because Umbrella Core are a better... Showing oh, God. Uh, in terms of yeah exactly right, but it, yeah. but it had a better showing in terms of like classic maps repurposed yeah. into competitive shooter maps. Yeah. Hell, Dead by Daylight 
<laughs> like, you know, the RPD there is fantastic. Mm. Uh, so much so that the fan base get really, really upset about it. But hey, it's, it's something. Uh, you know, this is just RE Engine stuff, which is fine. You know, celebrate recent victories, but this is meant to be a celebration of everything. Uh, Kelsey, maps, thoughts? Yeah, I'm basically in agreement. It's, it's As with almost every aspect of this game, all of it is like, oh, that's potentially quite good, but what a massive missed opportunity. Um, yeah. And yeah, what's there is good. There's just not enough of them. The, the maps, they're really nicely designed, beautiful to look at. They do a very good job of feeling like you're running around that location instead of like, you know, a huge battlefield that you can get lost on, which to be honest, I sometimes with DVD, I feel like that a lot. I get very lost yeah, yeah. in DVD. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the village map here in Ari Versus is really bold. It's like, you know, it's kind of elevated up on this hill. Everything's really narrow. And again, that was cool and fresh. But the fact that, yeah, the game launched with two maps and one was from the beta was, it's just, it's just embarrassing. You know, what were they doing for a year and a half? We, we thought, you oh, okay, they might be tweaking this and tweaking that and we're going to get loads of cool stuff. We had a wish list about all the stuff we wanted, you know, same with characters and BOWs. And to just get served this is really frustrating because, and I don't know if, because what's there is quite good, I think, well, yeah, and this was a, a inverted commas, free game. They thought, ah, we're not going to spend too much more time designing loads of maps. They just get this and they'll mm. be happy with it. Maybe there's a bit of that going on and that's why we haven't got anything else but it's just a shame because it's like i'm being teased saying you've mentioned spencer mansion think of all the locations in this 25th anniversary resident evil game we could have got as maps and are we really stuck with these three is that it um yeah disappointing yeah I see, um, yeah it certainly seems like it doesn't it james anything to add in terms of maps yeah i do say uh it's a surprise um, <laughs> I disagree that the maps look good. They don't. <laughs> like, you know how I'm going to call back. I'm going to call back to the beginning, um, talking about merchandise, um, where somebody was just picking up assets and plonking them down to see if they fit. That's how I felt like going around a reverse map. I felt like somebody had like the basis of a wireframe, like of these maps, and just move things around and plug them together and go, and then just smoothed out the edges. That's what it looked like to me. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I I know like, that the uh, the sort of design and visual aspect of this game in general is quite divisive. Yeah, it doesn't like even though it's a it's a bunch of reused assets. Uh, do you know what it feels like? Actually, it feels like <laughs> it feels like a stockroom of Unreal, like Unreal Engine. Mm. <laughs> it, yeah, right. It feels yeah. like somebody has just taken the RE engine and has just plopped a bunch of stuff down and said see look it's it's populated it's, it's full of elements you know um <laughs> uh there's no point put i you know uh yellow gem ecto in chat has just put like they they don't they dislike it when um a game doesn't allow you to stop and look at things now this game is not meant to do that no <laughs> um because it's a twitch shooter but when they add things everywhere the game is trying to get you to do that Mm. It's trying to get you to look at all these things. It's too busy. Like when I'm over the one side of the map, I'm on my own. Like where the heck is everybody? In fact, that is probably one of the the most said terms I've heard. Like when I've watched people play this game and when I played it, like I, where is everyone? Everyone mm. is over in the other house, monster balling right now. 
Like, that's what they're doing. I can't see them. Like, because there's so much stuff in the way. Like, I, I just can't see it. And I like the elevations, but again, the elevations can work against you because I can't see anything. Mm. Like, I I understand kind of... I'm, I'm like, shaking because this game, like, had so much potential and I was so excited about this game. Like, when they when they rele- re- released that, that trailer and I wanted it to be good. Right, but ugh, it's every time I think back to it, I go, I just didn't have a good time playing that game. The the maps are just they're too busy and they're too they 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 look too ad hoc and just like everything else in this game. Unfortunately, mm. it's it wasn't polished, and they had a year and a half extra time to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my maps anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite not favorite map, James? Do I have a favorite map? I, I yeah, I have a least favorite map, which is which is the RE seven one. It's so full of stuff. Right. Um, yeah, I I think I think the RPD is probably if I was going to choose a favorite, it is my favorite because I can see more in the RPD. Um, Better sightlines. Yeah, there was also uh, there was a lot of sound problems while I was playing. You know, I'd hear some loud footprints coming from my left or right, and I'd look around and not see anybody. Right, and it'll be because they'll be on top of me. They'll be upstairs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know? Um, again, those that's the kind of polish I'm talking about. So like when you create a Twitch shooter, like they were trying, kind of trying to do, but not do, right? You need those sounds. Like if you're going to add them, you might as well like do it properly. But yeah, again, this game didn't have that. So Yeah. Well, that makes us arrive at characters, which somewhat of a similar situation i think i mean six characters to start with you know you've got chris claire uh leon jill hunk and ada as sort of the core game characters chris having his redfield face swapped out for the village chris which is you know something that we talked about and is nice to see certainly um and, and redfield isn't totally removed he's skin so that's kind of neat i suppose um and as i sort of touched on they've all got their own different abilities some of plenty of which i think are actually kind of new um, like Claire, for example, has the sort of electrosphere stunning thing, which doesn't really come from anywhere. But in terms of making each character interesting to play as, there's a lot of stuff, you know, you're not just playing as generic man every time. They've all got something different to them. Like Ada is one example of a character who's very vastly different to the others. Um, and is I find her particularly challenging to play as. Um I feel like, you know, it's obvious to say it, uh, it's quite poorly balanced. We already know that. We talked about that with BOWs. And the day the game came out, 75% of matches were all Chris, you know. Um, and I think maybe it's gotten better. I don't know because I haven't really played um, in matchmaking for a long time. Uh, but arguably the gameplay is punchy enough and quick enough that I don't think it matters too much in terms of in terms of the human balancing I think the BOWs are a bit too broken but in terms of human characters it, it doesn't bother me too much I you know I reckon if there was a tier list Claire would be quite down near to the bottom to be honest yeah. but I just you know for the four minutes that I'm playing as her I'm having a decent enough time if I switch my brain off and it's going okay um Kelsey, how do you feel about the characters? You know, let's talk about the base game ones first, I guess, and the balance. Sure. Um, yes, the balancing issues, which we've kind of covered. Um, Chris is like the most overpowered one in the game. He still is. Um, right. And 
kind of linking back to the gameplay things I touched on before, you can play around it. If you're not Chris, you can play with other characters. And what I do find is people that were still playing the game when I played it, was playing it i think we're trying to tick off battle pass challenges so you did see a nice variation yeah. in characters and yeah. matches which was good um but it's depressing because the base characters we got despite a good level of thought and consideration going into making them varied and have their own unique features it's just yeah it's just it's it, it's too it, it's such a short offering um and I, I, those base characters what i will say is there's no there's not hundreds of perks i mentioned that before something like yeah. uh dbd and um what's the other game uh back for blood which has hundreds of perks and it keeps the loadout simple for each one so you can just take a character and sort of train to use that character uh, or how to defend against another one because there's there's less surprises so you can kind of scan your bank of tactics while playing so you know okay there's jill over there she's going to use a mine i've got to watch the floor there's claire she's got a shock grenade so i better keep my distance a little bit you know chris can't be knocked down so maybe back off um rather than a lot of other shooters where it's it might be like oh it's hunk i have no idea what weapon and perk he's wielding so it's it's just a skin of a character and i have no idea how to deal with this and it's sort of more of a game of luck there is an element mm. of actually you know james has sort of said that there's no skill in this game but I think the limited nature of the characters means you can train yourself to play this game and you can bank some tactics to deal with them. Um, you can... Um, I suppose there are things like the HP regen and stuff with the coins that you can use, which does add a bit of, I guess, surprise, but that's nothing like the perks of DVD. Um, so I've... <laughs> Although I'm pissed off at the lack of characters and, and, and who came in the updates, the game does win points for the pick up and play nature and the considered sort of, you know, the locked nature of each character. It's, it almost feels, you know, you've said like an old school game, Sai. It feels like, yeah, these old games back in the day where you pick your fighter and you know what you're getting. It's not like, oh, I pick mm. so-and-so and they can do anything. You know what you're getting with the characters. So there is a positive in there, but yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> not positive because there's not very many and some rubbish ones have come along. Yeah, I I think we talked about in the wishlist episode, I was talking about how I don't want loot boxy stuff and I want cosmetics only and I don't care about any perk stuff or anything like that. I just would like a baseline of how the game should be. And you can spend, like, your RP stuff on, I don't even know what you'd call them, but, yeah, little stat upgrades and things like that. I haven't spent any of my RP on that. Um, I don't feel like it's necessary to do that. No. Sure, I've had a mixed time with the game, but I've not, like, consistently felt like everyone's better than me because they've got all the right abilities set up and there was all these perfect builds or whatever. So I'm kind of thankful that I can spend my RP on costumes and crap that I care about uh, and not have to worry about having to build the perfect character and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll give it that much. And again, again, I think that is down to the punchiness and stuff like that. But there you go. Um, James, thoughts on characters? Oh, man. Um, they are... They're incredibly boring to play. Um, like, and... 
yeah, I I played I played Claire a lot. Um and the actions and this is this goes for all the other characters too. Um the actions between the characters are very slow. Um you know, so by the time I put my stuff down, um, because the game can be fast paced, if someone's at full tilt towards you and you want to spark shot them, they've already moved out of the way. Um, yeah. You know, if somebody's at full tilt again at you and you put down like electric thing, yeah. I think the only thing that works very well in this game um, is Jill's minds. Like, Jill's minds are pretty good, mm. um, if, if, mm. you know, once you kind of get used to them. Um,. Chris's punch? What is that? It's a wet noodle. Like it can, like it can knock you out. Um, but like it's so. Again, I I think someone said in chat earlier on about the RNG of HP. Like sometimes I can full punch somebody in the forehead and they don't down, and then other times I full punch somebody I, I think I didn't hit, and, and I've and I've killed them with Chris's yeah. punch. Um, and that might be down to latency, but again, this is a development problem which should have been figured out in a year and a half after development. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I could choose a favorite, I would say... Um, mm, I think I played Hunk more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, liked, I liked that he had a stealth mode, though it didn't really come into play much. Um, it's mostly just there because it, it, for me, it boosts the damage of the yeah. life thing he does. So, like you know, it's, it's secondary usage is actually primary usage. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, like, I think that was you know one of one of a, only a few times where I had fun. If I'm chasing somebody, I just go invisible and then stab them, and then you know that was pretty fun. Yeah, um, but that wore off very quickly. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I really want to not be like a big grumpy gills, but like there wasn't. It's okay, James. Nothing. I can be a hater. <laughs> nothing inspired <laughs> me, you know. Like yeah. I, I didn't feel. I went into this with these characters, and I didn't feel inspired to do builds. I didn't feel inspired to um, try and do any kind of meta stuff. Um, even though the meta is just Chris Redfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know is you know and and hope that you get like uh the gamma hunter gamma or uh yeah. you get nemesis you know um yeah but we're going to be ows later uh, yeah i mean uninspired characters for me steve gonna be a hater yeah, uh, I, I say that. Like, I think the frustrating thing for me about the characters is that some of them have clearly had more thought put into them than others. Like, Leon has literally got his two guns from RE6 and yeah. his roundhouse kick to the head from RE4. Yeah. Nice. Very on point. Which hardly, hardly Claire, ever hits, by the way, that roundhouse. You yes. can increase the range with those magic coins I was on about. Um, Who does that? I know, because I had to for a uh, battle pass thing I was doing when I was getting the achievements. Um, what was I going to say? Right. So, yeah, and then you've got Claire on the other side who, you know, notorious self-injector of adrenaline and lobber of Tesla balls, Claire. <laughs> like, and then you've got Ada with a, like, a, well, I don't know what the proper term for it is, like a flip kick that she would do in RE4, which I think is like meant to refer to when she first meets Leon in 4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the exploding crossbow bolt thing, which is like an RE6 style move. Which is, alright, that's on point. And then you've got, on the other side of the docket, you've got Hunk, who's got, like, his references to raid mode stuff. That's neat. Jill and Chris are literally just generic stuff to slot together. Like, if you'd have told me Chris's moveset was meant for um, Joe Baker, 
I'd yeah. have believed you. Yeah. You know, uh, Jill's is just literally assault rifle lady with the hot dogger, which I suppose is technically a Jill thing now because of resistance. You know, uh, she, she's got the mine, which I suppose is like the, the briefest squint towards her EOD backstory. Mm. And that's it. Like, it's it's pants. Uh, generally speaking, the one that I want to play as the most is whoever's got the most assault rifle bullets for the most damage. <laughs> generally boils down to be Chris, because most characters have some kind of fully automatic weapon. Mm. But if I had to have any kind of inclination as a fun character to play, for me, it's probably Claire, and that's because I like using her revolver, and then you can dive roll to instant reload. But that's just a, that's a me thing. I like revolvers. And, a, and again... Like the okay, the revolver does kind of like a cool nod, but the instant reload thing, you're like again, stacked on top of Claire's abilities, none of them really have anything to do with her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for one thing, Master her reloading of, re- of that handgun is awful in like any of the games yeah. she's got it in. Master of reloading Claire Edfield, that's what they call her. <laughs> uh, no, if anyone's a fast reloader, it's Becca, whatever her name was from Resistance. Oh, yeah. Not her name. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Park Ranger apparently I don't know Dukes of Hazard something yeah that's know. the one yeah in terms of the characters were, that are fun to play with weirdly the, I actually quite like the DLC ones in terms of like twists on the Reverse formula one is all about the virus capsules and putting down sort of false ones and the other one's got like this drone thing and an area of effect so those are kind of neat it's a shame they're attached to crap <laughs> Generic super soldier person who's all about sabotage, and then generic super soldier person who's all about techie gear, mm. riveting stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, that could have been Quint What's His Face and the other one from oh, Revelations. Yeah. But now we've got Captain Gogglehead and another Captain Gogglehead. <laughs> Steve, like, oh, great. Steve. Yeah. It could have been so many. It could have been oh, so yeah, many that, characters. That, 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 that's the thing, isn't it? Reverse could have been all these great things, but what can we port from the RE engine <laughs> and what can we asset flip? Cool. Well, we've arrived then, haven't we, at the uh, the stinkiest part of the RE-verse stew, uh, which is the DLC. Everyone, you know, we talked about how the maps were, like, lacking, and it, we got one that's from Village, and it looks like that might well be it. Yes, the roadmap has more coming in, like, generic font with no stroke and no shadow. Comic Sans. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might as well be. Uh, so who knows, you know, how true that is or what that means, but... We've had two update survivors. We've got one more coming in the next update. You can be damn well sure that, you know, it's another Hound Wolf squad member on top of Tundra and the other one. I've forgotten the name. <laughs> there you go. Um, there's no way they're not going to have all of them in now they started. You know, they're all going to be in it, which means that the next three characters that we get in updates, if you get that many, are all going to be Hound Wolf squad members. Which is awful because... A, who cares about generic soldier characters from Ari, the end of Ari Village who don't have any character work in that game? Um, you know, whether you call that lazy or a lack of budgeting, this is the most bare minimum amount of effort ever because they went, there you go, we've made them, pop them in. But how many, like, can I just, I just want to interject, sorry, how much, how, many, how much money do you think Capcom make, like, in terms of video game sales? Like, it's, it's, it's upwards of millions, right? Oh, absolutely, it must be. Yeah. And then we look across the road to, I don't know the name, Behaviour, is it? With the Dead by Daylight yeah, guys? Yeah, And, and they, they've got Wesker, they've got Sheva, they've yes. got Rebecca Chambers. There you go, exactly. Just use their assets then. Mm. Or, you've got assets from the RE Engine characters that people care about. Like, why do we have Tundra and I don't, still don't remember their name, when you could have... Where's Carlos? Like, it seems so obvious. 
People lose their minds to play as Marvin Branner for the first time. But no, Ugh. you're going to get Umbrise next week or whatever, whoever the character is going to be. It's And Canine's going to be the last one because we're all looking forward to Canine because they're oh, an established character can't now. Can't wait. The, they're literally the same. They, we were playing it like this week just to prepare for it and pointing out their character model, the difference between the two they've released so far is one of them wears skinny jeans and one of them wears cargo pants. That is literally it. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. This is uh, how dare they make say this is a celebration of Resident Evil. If you're just gonna drop it, oh, you got a roadmap of DLC characters. Guess what? They're all the same fucking person. I, I, I cannot believe this is a thing. It's unreal. This is where I'm officially I'm checked out now. I'm not interested. <laughs> I, I, I just eat up and play as a character once and go cool. That's that. And then our reverse goes back in the bin. Like, I just want to. I just want to notify everybody that one other person is playing this hour. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, somebody, please take the ball yeah, from me. Yeah, uh, uh, where, where are we? Where are we? Characters Char- DLC. Characters DLC. It's trash. It should feel trash. We predicted it before even. Well, you predicted it before it even happened. And then well, we're no, like, that's the thing. When they we were trying to be optimistic, James. Yeah, when <laughs> we were trying to be optimistic, and they just slapped us in the face yeah. with like, "Here's stuff from the RE engine. Goodbye." When, that- when the launch trailer came out and there was showed four of the Hound Wolf squad, I was adamant. No, these are just going to be skins for the same character. They yeah. wouldn't put all of them in. It's just going to be one, and you're going to get a skin for each one. Nope, they're all individual characters, despite the fact they look exactly the same. Like, wh- why? <laughs> it's 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 really on it again, uninspired. And My favorite one lazy. is the one with the goggles. <laughs> well, you're in luck, Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a disappointment. I, I'm going to say this that that term multiple times during this podcast. A big disappointment. Like, you have that disaster of a launch, and then you decide to make it worse. It's like they're just shooting something while it's in the ground, you know? Yeah, it um, does feel that way, doesn't it? It, it? it feels it feels like this... I've never played a game that more adheres to the phrase, throw it at a wall and see what sticks. Like, it just... <laughs> I that's don't even what think it is. doing that, to be honest. <laughs> no, they're just throwing it at the wall now. Nothing sticks. They just keep throwing <laughs> yeah. it at the wall. Like, they're just... They're just like they 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 had all these ideas, and it's you know it's like it's like put they put them all in a matchbox, right? And they've shaken them up and then opened it up, you know. And everything <laughs> there's an explosion of whatever is reverse, you know. It's, it's well, at least we might have got something good if they did that. I think they've <laughs> just very specifically picked what was closest to them and least effort and thrown that yeah. at the wall. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it, yeah. All the all the, all really the reuse assets is really really lazy. That crossplay stuff again. Like, I just want to reiterate how much it makes me goddamn mad. The resistance doesn't get it, and this does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, because resistance had at least something, you know, it had, it had a bit of heart. What was it for everyone's taste? No, but there was like lots of love, lots of nods to the law. You know, you got, you got maps that are unique, new maps to the RE engine. Shocker! You got friggin' Darkstalkers references. What have we got yeah. here? We got it's- the village. We've got. The RPD, the Bakehouse. I'll tell you what, Steve, what you've got is that when all when we know all the DLC, I'm sure, almost for a fact, all of these updates are already done. They're just sitting waiting for oh, them yeah. to upload them. They're not working on it If right there was now. a physical disc, so, they'd have been data mined to oh, death. Absolutely. You know? So you know, you know it's already done anyway, so they can't course correct. And when all the DLC characters are out, which will inevitably be all of the Hound Wolf squad, there will be five Hound Wolf squad members 
which is nearly as many characters that aren't Hound Wolf Squad members. Oh, wait, Chris Redfield is a member of the Hound Wolf Squad. So you can play an entire six person match as a bunch of random pointless soldiers and their leader, Chris. And that's half the characters in the game. Is, is this, this a Resident this Evil like a game? Any, is this a Resident Evil game anymore? Is there a deal with Toko Maru or whatever it is that makes the airsoft guns that they have to get Hound Wolf merchandise frigging everywhere? Is that what it is? I don't know. Maybe these like, characters uh, are going to be the leader of... The, this is it. These are the new characters that are going to lead the franchise. Oh, and we'll all... <laughs> we'll all grow to love them and look back at the, how this, this was sort of like... Okay. If they... If... No. If... Yeah, no, hang on. I'm going to no. say it. I'm going to say it. Right. If they just gave us, because this is what we wanted, we wanted more lore on the Hound Squad, right? <laughs> if we, if they gave us more <laughs> lore on the the, on the the lore being that one of them likes drones, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the Hound Squad, if they gave us more of that, then maybe I would have been slightly less scathing. I still would have been scathing, but like. It, you know they've given it they're just yeah they have just thrown these characters as <laughs> so <laughs> precisely Steve. one of the issues for me uh, is we 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 saw them all we saw them mm. in the trailer you know you mentioned yeah. so oh it's going to be skins not only did we see them all we saw them all stood in a line together as if it was a team mode now that yeah coupled, <laughs> yeah coupled with the roadmap we've got with all that text on i think was all just incredibly misleading and out of order you know, there's all this stuff listed on the roadmap, which it even says it, it says challenge missions. That's bollocks. The challenge missions are just the challenges for the battle pass. And to, yeah, for, for me, that's it's borderline false advertising. Kill 10 I, people as John Cena. It's, it's <laughs> just like, OK, what's challenge mission? To me, that was like, oh, is there new modes coming or what is that? No, it's just the challenges for the battle pass. Um, I, I have a theory, by the way. When yeah, did this on. game say it was going to come out? May 2021, yeah. yeah, May the 7th or whatever. May, the May okay, yeah. so May, June, July, August. Okay, three months later, Aliens Fireteam came out. I'm mentioning this again. <laughs> no, listen to me. They had a great roadmap. Like, it was on their it was pre, it was was on their site before the game came out, right? And it had a great roadmap. And the roadmap, that, and the, I, do you know what? I think this is probably why I was hyped. Like, there was like a subconscious thing in my mind that was going, oh, Aliens Fireteam had a great roadmap and they released all these awesome things, you know, every season. Um, yeah, so I think I might have seen it and gone, I, I think they might have seen the success of Aliens Fireteam when it came to the roadmap, roadmap, roadmap stuff. I thought, oh, yeah, how about we just copy it, but then not put any of the effort in? Yeah, that's absolutely it. It looks like, like a draft in general. Roadmap. Yeah, right See, now. I was going to say it was more like Overwatch, but through the third-person lens and done with a shoestring budget and a shoestring's level of effort. Mm. <laughs> the roadmap thing gets people excited because they, you know, they can mm. see what's coming. You know, they can invest into it and be like, okay, I'm going to keep playing because this will come soon. And oh, look, it says a new character. One of these says a new map. One of these says a new creature. But what could it? You know, then you think, what could it possibly be? It's Resident Evil's big anniversary game where they're celebrating resident evil but it's it's not that it's designed to make you go oh this could be the antarctic base from code veronica this could be brad vickers <laughs> it's not though is it it's, they they tried yeah. to that trailer um that trailer that they showed they try i think what they tried to do is they tried to make everybody go oh, what does this mean what does this mean what does this mean but in fact it doesn't it didn't matter what we came up with no it would have been worse like and it has yeah. been worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. I, like, yeah. I, I was going to, I should have said this in gameplay earlier on, but I'm going to go a little bit into kind of the competitive side of this game uh, for a moment, because it, it's kind of mm-hmm. connected to the battle pass and stuff and the roadmap. Um, they clearly had an idea, and they might have stolen this idea from League of Legends, right? Or they, you know, they've used something as a template, because nothing here makes sense. Um, but this game has ELO. And for those that don't know, ELO is basically what chess uses for people to become like grandmasters, etc. Like at chess. Um, now, typically, ELO is used in single player games, obviously chess, but it's also used in multiplayer games, right? And it's used in highly competitive games, mm-hmm. right? And it always has been. You know, uh, Overwatch has its own kind of ELO, League of Legends, Dota, they all have this system that's in place and they tried to just throw it in and it it made no sense it doesn't make for the old people in the room james what does elo stand for i don't know what it stands for if i'm honest right but it's (laughs) basically it's basically it's a score so that score you got at the end of a game yeah if you if you and even if you won sometimes it wouldn't do it because it depended who you were playing with depended on if it would go up or go down yeah so, just to interject, uh, ELO, if that is how it's pronounced, doesn't stand for anything. It's named after its creator, Arpad oh. ELO, a Hungarian-American physics professor. The ELO rating system yep. is a method for calculating the relative skill levels of players in zero-sum games, such as chess. So, there you go. Sorry, Excellent. do carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh, that's a cool little nugget. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a score. It's to, you know, it's as Saija said, it's to judge you on your skill, your overall skill. And, you know, a lot of people... <laughs> argue that their you know their actual skill is not what they deserve to be mm. right deserve to be at um specifically in team-based games because this game this elo system is specifically built around an individual skill so when you mm. add it to team-based games it gets a bit skewed um and now companies uh and developers are trying to like me- mess with it give you like extra kind of uh, graces um, depending on how well you've done in previous games and stuff. So they give you like little nuggets, but this game hasn't even tried. It's just like, it's measured everybody's ELO, and if you win or lose, and you if you're with a low ELO team and you win, you'll get hardly any points. Yeah. If you're with a high ELO uh, team, yeah. right, and you lose, you will actually gain points. Like, it's it's a bit weird. Like, and, and they've put it in... And as soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw that little thing, I said, oh, sweet, they're going to make it competitive and it's Mm. going to be quite serious. And I'm actually kind of interested in that. Um, And then I noticed that it had no meta at all. Like, then there was no way to make a meta. I've said this before, but like Resident Evil Resistance, I always measure um, a, a multiplayer game success on the amount of builds people do. You go on YouTube, you look at Resident Evil Resistance, you see people have done full playlists for months and months and months of of lists of every survivor and every mastermind you won't find anybody Mm -hmm. who's done that for reverse no absolutely we actually peeked behind the curtain before the game came out we were talking about doing something like that and that talk just stopped as soon as the game came out because you're right what's the point (laughs) yeah there there ain't no metas there isn't anything more than anything else yeah nobody's playing it already as we know so there's not really any audience for it but there you go um yeah I yeah, I've noticed the same thing when you know getting rewarded RP depending on the game, and it makes absolutely no sense. But I don't mind too much because I get to sink that RP into the costumes, which I will say are somewhat okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I'm glad that we have sort of new versions of retro stuff, at least in here. We might not have throwback maps and throwback characters, um, but we do have a couple of costumes that are like, well, that's kind of neat. You know, Ada has her Umbrella Chronicles bandaged up costume. That's cool. They, again, made for the game. Chris and Jill have their RE5 costumes. Leon base game came with an RE6 costume. I was like, that's neat. Some of them actually look really ugly to me, but I'm glad they're in there as like a retro nod. And we've had a couple of new ones BOWs recently. And I, that's cool. And, but that's about as far as the sort of like Resident Evil celebration it feels like goes is a couple of stinky costumes. Um, let's talk about BOWs and then we're going to dig. Uh, I'll let you guys dig into Battle Pass because I, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to that, but... On, on the subject of BOWs, we talked about how busted they are. Has anybody got any any more points on the selection, maybe, of BOWs, Kelsey? Uh, my favourite is Frog Boy, obviously. Love that yeah. tail whip. <laughs> um, yeah. just and also, you can actually get... Well, oh, I'll deal railless again if I say it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get an actual Frog Boy skin now, like yeah, an RE3 classic skin, which is really cool. And you can see they've actually put some effort has gone into that mm -hmm. and the new Tyrant skin, like from classic RE2. They look really cool. I have to pay real money for that. Yeah. No, it's not happening. Sorry. Yeah, it's bollocks. That, that feels like the entire catch, doesn't it? Like, they've got all these really cool skins from the games that you really want to see. Wait, you pay for them, though. Wait a second. They, they've got the skin from the original RE3. Mm -hmm. Yep. You it can play like arms that just flap yeah. around. Yeah, they change like the back spines and the colours really nice, yeah. and it's like that's really cool. You can't unlock it; you have to pay for it. So they've done that, but yep. they put the entire Hound Wolf squad. Yep. Yep. Which is why I was going to say the only thing that piques my interest about what's coming is the the new creature. It's like, okay, what is that? Because it can't be a per. It can't be the same. It can't just be another person like the other ones surely unless it's uh, going to be I can, hunter you know unless no, it's going to be a hunter no no that's just a different skin very optimistic it'll be you a know, bloody liquor it's always a friggin liquor well, isn't no, it? that's no, interesting no. you're all thinking like, great if it's a beyond liquor, the obvious then Go i was on. just going to say well it's that's interesting lichen. if it's a liquor because i think oh yeah <laughs> it's going to be a lichen because all the moves already exist in the re engine you're walking around on two feet no, it's just they can drop in yeah no that's what done. it will be you're you're exactly it's gonna right be that, actually I'll tell you that now i don't, I don't want to say have we seen that in the trailer even i don't know maybe i'm imagining it i don't um, know but no my point steve is just that at least it's it's variation and different that that's what i mean and because again it's the same issues there's unbalancing nemesis is too overpowered overpowered um the designs look awesome, but we haven't got enough of them. Um, you know, nice attention to detail, but just wanted more. You know, dogs, pale oh. heads, spawn the f***ing yeah. alligator for all I care and just nuke the whole map. <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't I don't know how they've put so much effort and then and then just kind of sh stunted stunted the growth. You know what I mean? This, I guess we've talked about reused assets and stuff like that and they've made their life easy, but... Yeah, it's a um, shame because I like the. Just to confirm, by the way, yeah. Lycan is in the trailer. I'm watching it yeah, now. Yeah, I, I knew I was imagining it. He's on the that's, artwork that's, that's that launched with the trailer, yeah. so it, we oh. should have been really. So it definitely. That's is. definitely what's next. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, that's terrible. Um, yeah, because as I've said, I'm a fan of certain aspects of this game, but yeah, complete completely lacking in depth and promise for the future for the BOWs and it's the same sort of thing I'm not going to talk about all the different mechanics because we'll be here all night but yeah the same right. issues 
I don't know uh, if anyone else has any more notes on BOWs. I think we all just kind of in a big agreement there, I think. Tyrant and Nemesis are fun. Yeah, they are Gamma's fun. fun. Fun to yeah. play as them, uh, yeah. Jack's okay, and no one wants to play as a Molded. Like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Frog, Frog Boy is S tier. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> at least Frog Boy gets, at least there's that. Like we, Frog Boy gets his like shining moment yeah. in this game, I suppose. I kind of wish there was another base, no vials tier, actually, other than I agree. the... Um, yeah, the fat molded because it feels like you're just pretty much like you're either in the middle of the fray or they've all buggered off somewhere else and just commit suicide there and then. I wonder, so. Lycan might go in slot into that aspect. I mean, he's obviously a bit more powerful than fat molded, but I don't know if he's on the same tier as a Hunter Gamma or Jack Baker, so he could be a, a no virus capture, I suppose. I guess we'll have to. God, even more pointless then. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to open the floor for you guys. You talk, you touched on it a bit to talk about the battle pass. Again, I don't really know or care about any of this stuff. I don't really pay attention to it. As I said, I've not even remotely tried to do any of the challenges. I mean, I barely played the game. So you think I look at this? I don't think so. I think the whole thing is lame. I haven't spent any RP points on a buff. I, I don't care about any of this stuff in games. So it's not for me. Well, um, like kind of like James said with the ranking, the thing is, if this game has a good ranking system and a good battle pass... That's sort of like, okay, great, let's build around that and make the gameplay good and polish. Then it could have had life because it's got something to work towards. Because the fact is, these games live off this stuff these days. It's a main reason why I've been playing because you can go for the challenges and you can, you know, switch up your gameplay. It gives you a reason to play as another character. Um, but yeah. because of all the issues we've talked about today with the gameplay and stuff, it just becomes redundant. Uh, all the skill and the ranking becomes redundant. And the challenges themselves become redundant because, okay, what I will say is the battle pass, what you unlock is not terrible. Like Halo Infinite's battle pass at launch was god awful and there was a big load of complaints about everything basically looked the same. There's variation in this battle pass and the unlocks, so fine. The only main issue I had is they stuck the wallpapers in the battle pass, which is just, that's, that's ridiculous uh, for a start. Um so yeah, uh, cost-wise, it's fine. It's about a quid cheaper than every other battle pass out there. Uh, yeah, it's a shame because effort has gone into building a battle pass that works like a proper battle pass and a ranking system, but the game around it's kind of broken, so it was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> James, any thoughts on the battle pass? Yeah, I do, as usual. Um... <laughs> Don't worry, we're nearly done. Uh, right. <laughs> there is no point I'm going to mention it again. I'm going to mention successful multiplayer games because this is what this they're trying to do. Whoever is up there above us knows. Like I don't <laughs> know why they keep trying to do this. They should just stick to what they know, stick to PvE instead and do multiplayer. Hello, Outbreak. Uh, but instead, they try and do a battle pass slash achievement system in a competitive game which destroys the element of com- competitiveness. Right, because people mm. will end up just trying to achieve their battle pass instead of actually winning their game. Like, they're just going to be chasing. Like, League yeah. of Legends has this... Uh, they call them uh, Eternals. Um, and they're really simple things. They're like, kill 10,000 people, kill, you know, 500... Stuff that you're going to naturally do. Yeah, exactly. They're things game, that are yeah. just going to happen, right? Whereas in this game, they're, you know, no, they're, like, really obscure and really weird. And not only that, but they have tiers. They have, like, normal tier, and then they have premium tier. And it's like, well, I'm not going to buy a premium tier, am I? I don't care. This is a competitive game. Um, I'm not going to do that. 
man. Like I, I hate to admit, I hate to admit this, but I did play the game a little bit. But there is a company <clears throat> that has done battle passes very, very well, um, and that is Blizzard. Um, they do like I'm going to mention the forbid. I don't like this game. It's a bad game, right? But it's done battle pass really well, and that's uh, Diablo Immortal. Like mm. it's got a very good battle pass, right? It makes you feel like you have achieved something. Rewarded, yeah. Like you, yeah, you're going to actually get something good. Like you might get like something little for the first five levels, but every ten levels you get something really big and substantial. And you know, it will be a skin, or it could be extra orbs to get other things. You know, you need to. I know we're all like carrot on a stick people when it comes to these kind of games, right? But that's what video gaming is. It's you want to achieve. You want to. Um, you you want to put in the effort and then feel good because you've just been fed the carrot, you know. And this game doesn't have that. <laughs> it's nothing mm. like that. And the battle pass that they've added isn't really a battle pass. It's just a weird little medal system for a team based. Well, not really team based. Get half a team based game. Uh it makes me mad every time I talk about it, right? But it's it's like because I again, like I wouldn't even care, you know. I, I think if you go back and watch um, our um, Umbrella Core episode, like in that in that podcast, I didn't really care about that game. But the reason why I'm so mad about this one is because I did care about it, right? Yeah. I, I cared about what it could be, and I I can still see its potential, right? But it's never we're not going to get there, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve, any thoughts on the Battle Pass? Uh, as, as a person who plays a few games with like daily challenges and yeah. stuff like that, I think you've done like four guys of four side, you yeah, know, the, yeah. the, that kind of system. It, it's it's okay. I understand the reasoning behind it is like, you know, it's a, a trickle stream of you do these, you get points, you will not oh, yeah. random I don't things. mind a daily. I don't mind a game with dailies in it, but certainly. I would say that the, the, the unlocks aren't necessarily all that captivating, especially on the, uh, the freemium track. Yeah, the premium track's a little better with the odd costume, but mostly it's just like an emote or a wallpaper or a thing you can stick on the end of your gun you'll never see. Yeah, the best emblems so, on the premium one. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 to me it's a non-factor. It's not something I want to chase because there's never anything going to be unlockable that's of any real appeal to me. Yeah. Uh, all the good costumes you have to pay for, and I'm a cheapskate, so... So I'm not, not going to be bothered anyway. Yeah, I, I understand the reasoning. Extend gameplay for those that are still keen to go through it and they want to grind it out and lock stuff. Great, extra little ways to freshen up your gameplay. But it's just playing the same mode over and over and over again. Like I love eating a cheeseburger, but I couldn't eat one every day. You know. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's only the because of the battle pass that I've played it as much as I have because I look at a game like Halo where I'm less interested in the battle pass because I just love playing the varied game modes that it has so I don't care yeah. about the unlocks but this it's like oh there's no other modes to play let's focus on them unlocks because it's all I've <laughs> that got. That makes sense <laughs> yeah that makes sense I put roadmap next, but I feel like we've kind, kind of, of like ripped it, that yeah. apart already. To oh, yeah. oh, goody. Uh, uh, well, let's take bets on who's next. Is it K9 or the other one? <laughs> yes. Oh, shit, it's Carlos. <laughs> fuck me, fuck me sideways. We've got Carlos and Nikolai. Oh, my God. You know, uh, please. Marvin Branner, you know, uh, God, I I'll take a net Birkin. Like, <laughs> anybody. Where the fuck? Is William Birkin in his massive pipe? <laughs> yes. Sorry, sir. You're gonna have to bleep the living 
Um, it was always going to happen. You nearly made it all the way to the end. Well done, Steve. You, nearly, you very nearly did it. All right. Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get conclusions done and we can put this one to bed. Um, final thoughts on Resident Evil Reverse. We are six weeks, less than six weeks out from the game, um, which is the most important, obviously, you know, the launch window is when you want to grab people the most. You think the game is a success? Do you think the game is a failure? I think, again, the feeling what we're all going to say is very similar. Um, and, uh, yeah, what's your your general final thoughts on RE-verse? Uh, Steve, would you like to go first? Whoever okayed this at Capcom really needs to have a sit down and look at the metrics, look at the reaction to this. And, like... They can't be completely tone deaf, right? They cannot be tone deaf to the point where they see people going, we want Outbreak, we want Mercenaries, we want Raid Mode, we want a Classics Collection, and then go, you know what they need? A six-player free-for-all game with microtransactions. Let's go, boys. Like, <laughs> this feels genuinely like a half assed asset flip with RE Engine assets to me. Like, I wanted to meet it halfway. You know, the idea of having all these different cool things from across the Resident Evil mythos in a single game should be fantastic. Instead, it's dross. Like, mm. I could play it probably with friends on an evening, have a fun time. Publicly, it's just a stress simulator where you get stunlocked every five seconds. It genuinely feels like it would be a bonus mode in the 2000s era of Resident Evil, but it's half-arsed. Mm. It upsets me. Oh, genuinely yeah. upsets me. I yeah. got this game for free and I feel ripped off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Perfect. I I agree. I think I would like to say Capcom may see this as a bit of a lesson, but I highly doubt that's going to be the case because it is just a pointless free throwaway garbage game. Um, but obviously, you know, and we love to talk positively about Resident Evil and we're in a new sort of golden era of the series in the last five years mm. where it's almost been somewhat untouchable in terms of the games. We've had some great games in the last five years and even obviously the most controversial perhaps of those being Resident Evil 3 is still a solid, solid game, whatever you think of it as a, as a quote-unquote remake. Um, but the, the sort of like... Capcom just felt a little bit invincible, I think, recently with the, the live-action stuff, the film and the show, whatever you think about them. Unfortunately, they, they've kind of both sort of flopped and failed, and this has not gone down well at all. Hopefully, uh, this makes them more careful and measure about where next to go with Resident Evil and sort of non-mainline stuff to just be a little bit more measured in the future. Um, James, what are your final thoughts on Reverse? Um, I think somebody walked into the room when this was being pitched and they did that pitch that Jerry does in Rick and Morty where he's like, welcome to our ad, ag ad agency. I'm Jerry Smith. All right, I'll just get to the pitch. Um, simple, simple question, gentlemen. What is reverse? <laughs> and none of them knew. Mm. And then we got this. Mm. <laughs> right. Nobody knew what to do. And then every like every month, someone would come by, right? And they would go, "I I put I said this one will play the first time." They, yeah, we put in a hour reverse time with you know hour development time into reverse every month. You know, 
it'll be done by next year. <laughs> <laughs> Just topping it up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this game... Uh, yeah, this game is really is really disappointed. It's not it disappointed me. It's not a very good game. There are thirty nine people playing this game right now on Steam. Um, and at a time, and I by the way, I don't I I, I don't want to mix words here, right? When this game initially came out on the twenty eighth of October, there were two thousand and eighty people playing this game, mm. right? Within days, three days, I looked, I looked at it, I looked at it. There were only hundred and fifty people playing. <sighs> right and then it hacked again over another mm. two weeks like mm. and then we're where we're, we're, I, I imagine the people that are playing right now are just they really really love the game and fair play to you that's that's fine it's just that they've really missed the mark here it could have been a very good game but yeah it's 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 not a good game it's it had a lot of potential but um they squandered that potential and they didn't work on it and they were offered a better contract in in silent hill f <laughs> yeah fingers crossed for them that they get something to dig their teeth into you know it'd be very easy for us to sort of like bemoan neo bards and kind of blame them for it but we don't know what the situation was we don't know what they were told to do what they were given you know we've already heard in recent months that resistance was going to be a completely different game at one point but capcom kind of went no this is what we're looking for you know for better or for worse so it might be you know, who knows really why this game is the way that it is. But yeah, I agree. Disappointment is definitely, definitely yeah, I, the word. I, I, you know, it shows you just said I don't blame, blame Neobards for this one bit. And I, I, I don't either. Like, I don't, I, I, I feel like this is completely a top thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is a top down thing. They were given a, you know, you, when you, if you're given a recipe, you know, for, you know, to make some cookies and you're not given any eggs. Like then you can't make the cookies, <laughs> right. you know. Like it's, like, you know, yeah. It's. I mean, I would love to get some insight, maybe a few years down the line on the development of this game. I'd be so excited to kind of dive into that and see what was said, because yeah. I don't know if this has ever happened before. Where I mean, you guys would be able to tell me, but I don't know if this has ever happened before where um, a game has been delayed this much and still been in this much of a disappointment. Like, in terms of Resident Evil, I mean. No. Resident Evil's never really suffered with delays, especially not like this. And yeah, that is a massive question mark. It makes you wonder, if this game came out in May 2021, what it would have been. Like, how different could it really have looked like, considering that it was a year and a half added on top of that? Yeah. What, you know, what status was it in in May 2021, if this is the final version? is sort of mind-boggling. I didn't, like, um, I didn't notice a difference. Like I, t- I still had the same kind of. Mm. Obviously, there were differences. I know I'm not completely blind, folks. But like, it's just there wasn't enough of a difference. There wasn't, wasn't a year, a and, year a and a half. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, for difference sure. for me. Mm. Kelsey, uh, final thoughts on our reverse. Uh, I think it's the biggest missed opportunity in the entire history of Resident Evil. I think. There was a, a spark of fresh, easy-to-play gameplay, this fresh take on the arena shooter. I think it got to maybe 60% in development, and development was probably just shut down. Um, yeah. The content emissions after the year-and-a-half delay are inexcusable. 
Uh, the game has clearly been binned off, and whether uh, I'm not saying that's completely the devs' fault. You know, it's a t- we've talked about top-down decision as well. The devs have obviously moved on to the Silent Hill stuff. Um, as a fan and as an, as a literal investor in Capcom's products, like to me, this felt like just the biggest slap in my face ever. Mm-hmm. I was singing the praises of this game uh, since the beta. And I'm, I'm always singing the praises of Capcom's engine and the quality of their releases in the years. You mentioned Resident Evil 3 site. Even that, you know, we, we say is a great game despite hatred from fans. And I spent the best part of a year and a half championing RE-verse, telling vitriolic fans online that they were wrong and to give this game a chance. And I've just been rewarded with a giant slap in the fa- face. So I felt like a f***ing idiot. And then I kept playing and I hey, I thought, hey, more stuff will be on the way. This will be good. And yeah, then the second Hound Wolf character dropped and the game just tore it with me there. And I haven't even mm-hmm. touched it since that character dropped. I thought maybe I'll test it out for the podcast. Nah, can't be bothered. Not played it since. Um, there's always a possibility that new modes and polishing is on the way, but I've seen zero evidence that that is the case. Um, mm. I don't think it's getting any post support from any senior development. I think it's been handed off to probably, you know, work experience people to just make sure the servers are running and stuff like that. Um, and it's a shame, really, because as as I say, it was a, a an open goal and they've just f***ed it. And yeah, the gameplay, it hooked me, but it lacks depth, lacks modes. And I'll be honest with you, like Capcom have lost good faith with me with this game it it's never stood a chance and i think the people making it either stopped caring and moved on to other things or capcom just stopped caring and either way i don't i don't like it either way so hugely disappointed yeah i mean i completely agree with all of that you know i had a lot of what you just said written down a similar journey with it similar feelings with it it's there was a spark with this originally they didn't do anything with that spark they waited far too long they wasted a bunch of time and they clearly did nothing with that time which is very confusing and yeah i it, it we try to be positive on the show we get a very rare that we get an episode like quite like this you know maybe infinite darkness we were very unhappy with and umbrella core obviously being <laughs> a tent pole of the other <laughs> end of things as well um is this a worse game than Umbrella Core? No, not really. You know, it's playable. It's just, you know, it's not a lot of fun, but it's it's a playable game. It's just not the worst game in the series by any measure. But it is the the disappointment that came with this, and maybe that's on us as fans of like hoping for something out of this. But why wouldn't we hope for something out of this? It's better to be positive, and we haven't been disappointed by Resident Evil quite like this for a long time. So it is. It's sad to be in that position with this. This is a despair of a 25th anniversary celebration or a 26th and a half or wherever we're at now. It's, yeah, a massive missed opportunity, a massive mistake. And I'm I'm with you in the sense that uh, I feel a little bit burned now, uh, to be honest. And it seems very much like Capcom is not really bothered and will just carry on their merry way. Hopefully... Resident Evil 4 remake will wash this away and we'll just we can forget about it but uh mm. it, right now it is a little bit sore uh but there you go 
Well, nothing else remains for me but to thank our contributors, our patrons, and our listeners. Join the First Aid Spray Discord server to become part of our community and to hear the show early and unedited. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and more. All of these links and all of our content can be found at fasprayspod.com. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcasting apps. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review where you can and spread the good word. Don't forget you can support the show by picking up some merch or at patreon.com forward slash fasprayspod pod for as little as one dollar a month in our next episode in happier news we settle in for a night at the theater as we take on one of resident evil's strangest canonical entries in our look back at biohazard the stage thank you to the panel you can follow all of the playboy people individually i'm at signiac underscore one two three steve is at fb steve was taken james is at moist outlets off and kelsey is at k underscore d underscore b underscore and finally thank you for listening and have a good week. Said after the beta, because the, the reaction online was so negative, and we thought, okay, they've delayed it, are they going to drastically change the game? Because the delay was so big, I just... They just didn't do anything. They clearly just went, no, 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 don't spend any more money on that. They said, tie tie a bow on it as quick as you possibly can. And then that's what we've got. It's clear. There's no way. They haven't been working on They've it for a year it. and a half and given us this. It's not possible. It's, can, can you imagine what the office must have been like? Sorry, in, in, in a hypothetical sense where they've been working on this for a year and a half. Oh, my God, I've got to get the textures right on this desk. Oh, yeah, of course they have. <laughs> like, what, what the f*** have they been doing? They've been doing nothing. They've been working on other stuff. It's nonsense. Oh, God. I really do think that um, they panicked. They did. At the sort of original reaction to the beta. Yeah. And then they were like, uh, uh, what do we do with they it? No well, we have to idea. release it. We kind of have to do something with it. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do with it. Just sit on it for a year, Johnny. And then they came up with a DLC. <laughs> and then they were like, cool. Well, when the DLC comes out, we can just slide this out as well. No one will notice. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Yeah. 100%. The DLC is a slick entree with, like, you know, garnish, nice chicken, vegetables, and then the next plate of Oriverse is just a f***ing turd on a plate. <laughs> like, oh, which one do I have? You get both! Oh, yeah, gee, yeah. thanks, Capcom. Yeah. Thanks. And if you're a Resident Evil podcast, you have to have both. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Johnny well, Capcom. <laughs> Johnny Capcom.